This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab, your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 172, The Fireside Chat, a great alternative to a podcast interview with our guest, Oscar Santolaccia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab. This is your host, Greg Gazin. We have a special guest today, Oscar Santalaya from Helsinki, Finland. After a decade and a half in the technology arena, Oscar embarked on a mission to help people in technology companies present better, inspire others, and sell more. Oscar has served as a speaking coach for several TEDx events and is the author of two books, Rock the Tech Stage and create and deliver a killer product demo. Oscar helps professionals in the technology industry rediscover the power of sharing their best ideas on stage. Oscar works as a sales engineer at UB Secure, where he hosts Let's Talk About Digital Identity podcast and leads the company's product training program. And finally, since 2014, Oscar has hosted Time to Shine, a podcast about public speaking, which I listen to regularly and recently appeared as a guest on episode 196 in a fireside chat along with Heather Flanagan to talk about talking tech on stage. And that inspired me for this follow-up conversation. Oscar, welcome to the program. Hello, Greg. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's really a great <laughs> pleasure because you're a much pioneering podcaster than, than I am. I've been here for a while, but yeah, you've been even a bit longer than that. So thank you for the invitation. Most welcome. I mean, you do some phenomenal work. And I have to tell you, being a guest on your program and experiencing a virtual fireside chat for the first time, really, it was eye-opening for me. Truthfully, it was a nice change from your typical guest host podcast interview. So again, that's why I thought I'd invite you here to, to Toastcaster. So maybe we could just try having this little fireside chat. Now, for those of you who are listening, Oscar and I can see each other. We have video, but we're only recording audio. So to kick it off, Oscar, I think for the benefit of our listeners, share with us a little bit about what a fireside chat is and how it really differs from a panel discussion. Sure. Actually, that's a term that I had been reading once in a while, you know, in, when you are browsing uh, social media, we hear a lot of terms that, okay, come, come go. First, the, the definition. So the term fireside chat actually comes from a series of radio addresses delivered by the U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt. That happened already around 90 years ago. He started doing this. He do a few of them. I think the, the CBS is who they decided to call it Pfizer Chat. He was doing at that time, it was only on radio, broadcasted on radio. He was addressing the, the nation, but in a much more relaxed way. So he intentionally did it like that. So the audience would feel that they are, well, sitting down in the couch, near to the fireside, <laughs> and President Russo will be just in the next couch in the same living room. So that was the feeling that he wanted to give. I'm sure he was, as an exceptional communicator, uh, achieved that very well. Actually started as a one person talking to you, no? to the audience, to everyone's, but then evolved as a two-persons conversation. So an interviewer, let's say, and one special guest. And that's the main format that has continued until today. If you compare to a, to a panel discussion, well, Pfizer chat is much more relaxed, uh, informal in the, in the structure. It's, it's less structured, let's say. Uh, that's the main, the main feeling. 
And also, I think one of the characteristics is that it aims to show a bit more about the guest, more telling your personal stories. Not necessarily, but it tends to go in that direction. More personal questions, let's say. On a panel discussion, there could be also one or two guests, moderator. You know? And I think the main difference is that, that there's always a clear role of the moderator, one who is the moderator, and the other guests could be also one, two, three, four, five. And sometimes I've seen panels with even more than five persons. It might be challenging, but those happen. So there's a clear role of the moderator and the panelist. And often we are discussing about, so the panelists are experts on one topic. So also feel like that we're coming to talk uh, about a topic and the, the panelists are the experts. Farsa Shad, as I said, is more like a, try to emulate a conversation you will have with your friend. But of course, with being entertaining, not only informative, but also, let's say, entertaining. I'm so surprised that we haven't seen more of these. After the episode we recorded, I just, mm-hmm. my curiosity peaked. And I also did, I also did some research and uh, I was surprised. It was 90 years ago. In fact, I, it was uh, Harry Butcher of CBS and it was in a press release that this actually came out. And our timing just must be coincidental because it was May 7th, 1933. Mm. So by the time this episode airs, because we're now the end of April, it'll be 90 years. That's absolutely <laughs> in, incredible. Now, you mentioned it started as a solo, then it was two, because I was going to ask you, is there an optimal number of people that would this would work with? Um, no, I don't think, but it's a small number of people. Typically, it's two, because I have uh, also recall and seen some some photos, for instance, in conferences, some, sometimes there's one FISA chat. Typically, it's two persons, but I, I believe it can be more than two. Actually, the way we did it with you and Heather Flanagan, so there were three of us, but I'd let you two speak the biggest part of the episode. So it was mostly a FISA chat between Heather and you, So and I was opening and closing, let's say. <laughs> the owner of the show opening and closing, but mm. mostly the fire chat was between you two. And I think that form of a two, um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's more like a good conversation. It doesn't, especially if it's in audio, you don't get lost. Okay, who who said this? Who said this, this other thing? So it's much easier. That two voices, it's much easier for the mind to to follow. Okay, who is saying who? Yeah, I think that makes sense because if you're thinking around, if you're sitting around the fire, <laughs> unless you've got a super G, a super large fireplace, <laughs> then just a couple people would be good. Your episodes, your Time to Shine podcast, you typically do the interview style podcast. And what was it that made you think of adding this fireside format to the program? What what vision did you have? Indeed, I had been at the time I started doing the, the fireside chat for the first time, uh, I have done, combining the two podcasts, I have done more than 200 interviews. So after this 200 something, I never had the idea of Fire Chat. But it came, the, the idea started actually in Twitter uh, around two years ago. One of the episodes in, from Let's Talk About Data Identity podcast from Secure that was shared on Twitter. And I think the social media person, uh, she gave some comment, something like, digital identity for citizens is a commodity short sentence. And so one of our followers actually answered that. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he replied something. Okay. Another person who actually he has been in our, as a guest in our podcast, replied back. And then the, other, the first person replied back again, and the second person replied back again. So it started becoming like a conversation. 
Uh, so I think they decided to, <laughs> the marketing team decided to, okay, why don't we bring you together for an interview, for a conversation uh, about this topic? So when we organized, when we talked with him as a preparation, one of them said, oh, let's do a Pfizer chat. And I said, what, what is that? I said, <laughs> <laughs> and then it came, okay, I did a bit of research and okay, I, I got the idea. Let's do it more, more informal, more relaxed. Uh, my role will be more introducing and closing, something like that. We tried that format and went pretty, pretty well. I, we like it very much. So that's how it came for me the first time doing. And it happened more than one year until I thought of doing more of those and, and doing for the first time on, on my personal podcast, Time to Shine. Around one year ago, I was thinking, let's try new things. I was thinking, let's try new things. And the first thing that came to my mind, something that had been done already once, is let's do some um, storytelling episodes, which I also did done a few times mm -hmm. for Let's Talk About Digital Identity, in which I interview very short snippets of interview to at least two guests, and I can combine with any audio material. Then I am the narrator, the storyteller, and we build the story. As you can imagine, it takes much more time, more demanding to to put all these pieces together and make a cohesive story. I mean, I, I love the, the final results, but it's it's a lot of work. So I said, okay, let's do let's do a Pfizer chat in time to shine. So as I got some, you know, some people write you and, and tell you, okay, we have a great guest for your podcast. So I had a few persons interesting in mind and have another person who I, I was planning to invite for a second time. So I start thinking, okay, this could be, if I combine these two persons in this topic, it can be a good idea. So I started doing it and I did it. I think the first time was October, maybe last year, 2022. With you, I had this idea of doing with, with Heather, the how to give a tech talk, combining two interesting persons with a narrow, specific, interesting topic. And yes, that's that's how the idea came. I just started doing it. And I done it at least uh, in time to change things four or five times already. Wow. So it sounds like it's exceeded your expectations in terms of what you were going to get from it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, this, those were really good. All of them have been really, really good, uh, especially for the, for the people who I interviewed for the first time, um, like you or Heather. If I had interviewed you, for instance, alone and Heather alone, I think the final result could have been less interesting. I think I, I quickly find a way to make... This this a good formula. Who is like the final result is like yes, really super interesting. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal, and it was interesting how you paired up Heather and I. We have a lot of similarities, a lot of things in common in terms of our our knowledge and background, but then quite also very quite diverse. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. there was an age difference, uh, what she was working on, what I was working on, and it sounded like we complemented each other. Plus, I learned quite a bit actually from the uh, from the presentation mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> I think also it's something that I, I learned quickly when I started doing this fighter chat is, of course, you need to choosing the, the guests is very important because if you do it like I did, in which I just introduced the two guests and they make the fighter chat, actually, you, you have to make sure at least one of them has some interviewing skills, interviewing experience, so we'll be able to steer the conversation, moderate a bit the conversation. Not everybody has this uh, experience no speaking to the media so that's that's important to make sure that at least one of them has this experience and steers the conversation nicely so it's important to to choose the, the guests pretty well 
I have to admit, though, I was I was a little bit thrown for a loop because, again, it was something that I hadn't experienced. And maybe I'll just share a little bit with my experience for the listeners who are kind of wondering, okay, what's he talking about? We'll certainly put a link in the show notes to the episode so that you can that you can listen to it. It was aired just a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, it was just a few weeks ago. Yes, yes, just two weeks ago. Oscar reached out. Well, Oscar and I, I guess we spoke to Oscar for the Toastmasters podcast as well. That was another episode that Oscar and I Mm -hmm. chatted on, and we interviewed him with respect to an article in the Toastmaster magazine. And then, again, Oscar and I share a lot of common interest, and Oscar reached out and asked me whether I would be interested in being on a fireside chat. And I thought, okay, I didn't really think anything of it at the time. You reached out with this really well-organized email. You had this layout ahead of time. You said, okay, here's what to expect. Here's how to proceed. And you also gave me a series of suggested questions or questions that I thought you were going to ask. And so that's what I thought. I said, okay, well, here's questions. Each of us are going to answer. We're going to take turns answering. But what I didn't realize, and it was, I don't know whether this was a technique, and you sort of mentioned it earlier that, you know, you have the two guests speaking and you sort of open and close. What I didn't realize that you were going to leave us to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of it more of a, I was thinking more panel discussion or panel moderation. Mm-hmm. That's, I kind of expect a little bit more moderation, but after a few minutes, I guess when Heather cut in the first time and asked the question, based mm-hmm. on what I had just said, I realized at that point, okay, this is how this is going to work. It took a little while, I think, for me to warm up. But then I think after a few minutes, it just, let's just say it started to grow and proceed organically. <laughs> <laughs> it's slow. Yeah. I'll be honest, Heather, I think, caught on a lot quicker than I did. <laughs> again because i was expecting you to cut in with the question but she cut in with the question so yeah it went pretty pretty nicely yes for instance what what i did is in all of these fire fire chats that i have for time to shine i just give one main topic Mm -hmm. in just three questions so it means that you have plenty of time to to speak about these three questions it's not that you okay first question then move to second third four five right uh, too hectic like in a TV interview, right? No, right. it just gives mm-hmm. very a small number of questions, so you have plenty of time to to have a, like a counter question, a comment, and continue. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Heather would say something, then she would ask me a question, or she would say something that would spark some interest. We talked about was it the spherical cow, and she said, "Oh, you can look it up mm-hmm. on the internet." And I thought, well, well, maybe. And then we asked you. That's where you cut in. Do we have time to talk about the spherical cow? And you said, sure, go ahead. The stories are great. So we just kept talking. And it's funny how quickly the time went by. And I, I can't recall what the final episode, what was it, about 50 minutes, I think, at the end? 50, some, 50 something, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was incredible. I'm actually just curious, since it was my first time, I'm curious from your perspective, where do you think I did well on the fireside chat? And maybe what are some of the things I could have done differently next time? I mean, I know a few things of my own, but I'm just curious what you have to say. Uh, oh, so, so humble of you asking in your own podcast, <laughs> where you are the master here. Absolutely, I love your your stories. Uh, so I, I many stories just, I noticed that some of them just appear, no? between this, that conversation that for some moments was going in that direction, then went another direction. <laughs> but you brought very interesting stories. So that's, that's super important that, the guests bring stories of different types and often 
those who are not uh, prepared, right? You're not prepared to bring this story, but you bring it because you think, okay, this is going to fit here. Mm-hmm. And of course, as I said, the importance of your experience of having been a long-time mo- moderator, podcaster, so that helps a lot. Keeping the flow on the on the conversation. So I'm very happy to, to have you there because it went, went, went pretty well. Like, what can I say? <laughs> and, and now the tough love. Where do you think I could have done better? And feel free to be honest. <laughs> I can always cut it out. No, I won't. <laughs> I think w- w- one thing only, I, I think in, in this uh, in this podcast, I think mostly everyone knows about Toastmasters International, but I think uh, the first time you mentioned Toastmasters, you use it as, as a term that everybody knows. And, and yeah, I think this is, is, is good to int- introduce uh, introduce it for some audiences. Actually, it might be surprising, but some audiences have never heard it. And it has happened to me sometimes. I mentioned Toastmasters or Toastmaster International and, and oh, tell me more. Sounds interesting. So they have not heard before. So Yeah, that's fair enough. I guess I'm so used to doing the Toastmasters podcast and then, of course, Toastcaster, the Toastcaster podcast that you're speaking on right now. And the Toastmasters International is a given. But I know that Heather cut in and said, what is Toastmasters? Getting me to mm-hmm. answer that type of question. And I remember talking to her afterwards and I said, you knew what Toastmasters was, but you were just getting me to say what it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she was right. So, I mean, you need to sometimes be cognizant of your audience and the fact that you may make that assumption. And I think the same thing goes for acronyms. We talked about acronyms and all kinds of things yes. on, on the episode as well. But it's a really good point because I know Toastmasters has been transformational for me. I know you and I have discussed this. It's been transformational for you as well. And to try to encourage people to even check it out because I'm a lifelong learner. Things that I've learned through Toastmasters, it's been incredible. Again, it's been it's been transformational. Getting back to the the fireside chat a little bit more, I'm just curious from your perspective, if someone is thinking about creating a fireside chat, what are some of the the pros? Like what are some of the benefits of the fireside chat? And then perhaps on the other side, what are some of the downsides to uh, to a fireside chat? Yes, about the the pros. So this this format it, it will encourage a more more relaxed style, right? It has to be built up like that, as I said, the one who organizes or the one who takes the role of the interviewer. But yeah, it's if everything is well planned, it will encourage a more relaxed style. So the the, full, the final conversation will feel more relaxed, especially some guests who are a bit more reserved or less ex- less experienced talking to the media will be more open to to break the formalities and, and share the stories seeing from for instance my perspective of a or even your perspective of a, the organizer the the podcaster well you have two guests in one single episode is is kind of a two in one <laughs> so that's also also good if you have several persons in mind and are queuing for for being your show could you bring in two together you you have them more more quickly to persons, but of course it will take you more more effort to arrange. That's for sure. Even though I already at this point I already built my formula, but still of course have to arrange with the persons, finding the common topic, the right two persons, and then the time zone differences. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. For instance, when I was with you and Heather, okay, Heather is in the Pacific coast. I mean Eastern European. I think there. Are, I think it's ten, and then. I had also one one of these fireside chats. One one lady was in Melbourne, and on the I was in the middle, let's say in the middle in Helsinki, <laughs> and my other guest was 
two hours on the other direction in London. So I think he he had to wake up super early <laughs> for this. Those logistic things can be can be challenging. It will take you more time to to organize. If it's in a podcast, if it's in a uh, global podcast, of course, some of these fires are just happening in real events in which the the persons are together. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I was thinking with the uh, with the fireside chat. I mean, one of the pros, of course, is as you said, kill two birds with one stone. If you have multiple mm -hmm. people you want to interview, and you're saying, okay, if we have one interview and the second interview, the resulting is better. It's kind of like having apple and a pie crust. You put it together, you make a nice <laughs> pie. I, I was also thinking, from your perspective, you could have people on your show talking about a topic that maybe you know less of. You're relying on the experts, right? Yes, that's correct. And the cons, I, I do agree with the fact that sometimes it, there's a time zone issue. But also, too, is that if you're doing a news type show or news type broadcast where there's a finite amount of time and you have to be very rigid in, with respect to how quickly things need to get done, when you have a more of a loose, relaxed atmosphere, I think sometimes that's a little harder, I would think, <laughs> if that makes sense, right? You have maybe seven minutes or 12 minutes, and I think it would have been pretty hard for us to have that conversation in a couple of minutes because it just, it seemed mm. to grow. It, it went all over the place, but yet at the end of the day, I went back and I've listened to it again three times, the episode that we did with well, you and I and Heather. And there's a few golden nuggets in there that I picked out from what mm. Heather said. And there's a few things, a couple of stories that I shared that I'm sure it's been a decade since I even thought about those. Mm -hmm. Plus, there was the one question when Heather was talking about PowerPoint. We had just interviewed Dave Henson, so we had an extended conversation. <laughs> it was still fresh enough that I could remember yes. some of what he said. And I think that was great in terms of sharing that with your audience. I know there's lots of elements. There's a lot of elements to a fireside chat. We, we've talked about the pros and cons, but if someone is thinking of getting started to do their own fireside chat, where do you think might be a place to start? I think it's, it's always good as for, for many things that you're going to do for the first time. Try to, try to watch, try to listen to some good ones. So for getting inspiration, right? So yeah, for instance, you have... Now you're listening to <laughs> Greg mentioning the, the Farsage with, with Heather Flanagan. That's a really good one. You can listen to that one, get an idea how, how it went. <laughs> you can, uh, on videos, they videos in for several conferences, interesting people have been in a Farsage chat. I think Ted, especially the, I forgot the name of the main organizer of Ted, but yeah, he has sit with Elon Musk or some other famous people, just like that, sitting in different chairs, talking very relaxed way. So listen, watch to some of this. We'll give you an idea how it is. Yeah. Then when you are going to start doing the planning, I suggest you make a list of topics you would like to, to have. Very mm -hmm. specific topics, interesting topics. And after that, try to think of the guests. You might have already people in mind, maybe people who you have interviewed in the past or people who you know and could interview them. If you already have a podcast, most likely you have people in the queue, people who are would like to be in your podcast, or you just reach out to someone and tell that okay, this is a, a special event for them. So it's also very attractive uh, for someone who sounds also like something more interesting, more important. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm giving you a special, special event for you. So it's a fire chat. So, so that's also nice. Select a good guest. And as I said, I'll repeat this. When you select the two guests paired for a specific topic, make sure at least one of them has experience interviewing because that will help you not necessarily both of them but at least one of them so that will help you to steer the 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 conversation because you never know <laughs> sometimes 
for some reason people get like you get a question and the answer is like one two three and then oh <laughs> silence <laughs> yeah so <laughs> if you have two persons like like that uh, yeah it might be a bit weird so plan for a as i said plan for a main topic and a f- very short number of questions and let them plenty of time for for giving the, um, giving the answers so given enough time so don't don't assume that they have to answer in three minutes only three minutes per person no just give them more time and some question will be answered longer some might be shorter but yeah just give them more time yeah the the questions that you gave us i thought were really good because they could be answered directly but they could also lead to other questions as well yeah exactly yeah, I was also thinking that perhaps you can even ask one of your guests if he or she could recommend somebody. I thought that might also be a, a good idea as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question. You can, <laughs> you can phone in the files chat, start planning for, for the next one. So that's, that's definitely a great question. And something that can be done, uh, well, you can ask the audience to give you a question. So that is mostly done in, yeah, has to be live events, either mm-hmm. physical in a in a in auditorium or like a zoom for instance you can you can get uh, questions from the audience that's a great idea i was just thinking here in north america we have there's a a netflix series i'm assuming they have it overseas as well i'm sure these it's Mm -hmm. global it's the uh, what is it up is it called up next with david letterman it's a recent netflix series and Mm -hmm. david letterman interviews people he sort of sits in a chair and he just has a chat with i'm not sure if you're Mm -hmm. familiar with that one no, but I'm I'm sure in Netflix and in, in similar uh, streaming video streaming platform there are many shows that are that have this format. The format is a Faisa chat. Maybe they don't call it Faisa chat, but I'm sure there are there. Are, it's been used in several. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's called Up Next with David Letterman. I have to uh, mm-hmm. I have to check that. Mm-hmm. Now, Oscar, I know you're very active in the podcasting world. Speaking, I know you've got a keynote speech coming up at one of the conferences and conventions. You also have your your books and a course as well. Yeah, perhaps you can share a little bit with us a little bit about your book, Rock the Tech Stage. <laughs> yes, as I said, um, it's good to get inspiration. And through these years, I was I was here in Finland and, and working in, in the tech industry. Um, I was, of course, getting inspiration from Toastmaster International, as you, as you know, being active, but also got inspired by watching and listening some of the best communicators, presenters, in especially in the technology industry. So I, I spent time on that. And soon after, I started analyzing and putting everything together. What are the secrets? What are the, the main tactics that make them so successful and, and effective and eloquent? Especially in, in my, sep- my second book, Rock the Tech Stage, what I did is I, I designed this book, bringing the best secrets from, from these speakers, from people who you can find easily on on, on YouTube or uh, the, the talks, or people I also interview. I interview some people who are, let's say, less famous, but also I'm really in, into this, into the communication, excellent speakers, excellent coaches. So I I got the, the best tactics, and I designed my book, bringing the, the 10 secrets, which are main tactics. Some of them are, for instance, uh, storytelling, uh, metaphors, use of props, data visualization so each of these showing stories how how this great speaker have have done it and bringing uh, some yeah some tips some tactics how you can use them so so that's that's the book about that so how you anybody can uh, bring this uh, normally i call it you build your 
own presentation toolkit because everybody depending on the on the role you have you might need maybe you need more demos maybe you need more stories maybe you need uh, uh, use powerpoint presentation so everybody has a different combination of, of tactics that you need the most so you build your own presentation toolkit based on uh, on the, the demands of your activities your jobs so that's that's the book and yeah. then um, starting last year i was building a how-to version of that book so i created a on-demand course it's called rock the tech stage on demand I go beyond that book, beyond the book, because I do it even more, uh, more how to step by step, how you can start from, from zero. Because some people start asking, okay, I, I have never spoken, but what should I spoke about? Some people even hesitate. Should I speak? What? What I'm talking about? What I'm going to talk about? <laughs> so the first is define what would be the most important, the most valuable topic or topics. Starting with one, if you don't have, for you to bring visibility of your uh, as a professional or to sell your product or to to influence your ideas so choosing the best the best topic and then how to structure and then i bring a few of these tactics the secrets storytelling demos metaphors how to how to and finally uh, how you will write a, a winning proposal so you get accepted to to conferences meetups etc so that is the course that I, I launched early this year is Rock the Tech Stage on Demand. Wow, it sounds like it goes they go well together. And it even sounds from what you're describing, you don't necessarily have to be a tech speaker. You don't have to be presenting something that's very technology driven or technology oriented to benefit from this. Yeah, absolutely. But this mostly the, the stories and examples are are at least ninety percent from for the technology industry, but yeah, and Fair enough. those are applicable to other fields for sure. Okay, super. And if anyone is interested in finding out more about your courses or your books or just wants to perhaps reach out or want to be on a fireside chat on Time to Shine podcast, how? <laughs> what's the best way for them to find you? About my book and about the, the online course, on my website is rockthetechstage.com. That's my website where you can find well, everything about myself and, and the book. And for the, for the online course, it's rockthetechstage.com slash on demand. So slash on demand. So that's the, that's the main place to find about me. And of course, I'm active also on, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Uh, well, my name is Oscar Santolaya. Oscar, like the, like the movie awards in Santolaya, is S A N T O L A. L L A. Excellent. And we'll certainly put those in the show notes. Thank you. Oscar, so how did so how did we do? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Once we finish the editing and put it all together, I'll have to listen to the replay and say, okay, this is what we did well and this is what we can uh, we can improve upon. It, it's a different feel. I still felt a normal tendency to try to do the QA style. It's harder to get used to. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Well, Oscar, this has been an absolute honor and an absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot for coming on the show and on the program and spending the time and talking a little bit about Fireside Chats. And we wish you all the best in the future. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thanks a lot for the invitation and encourage everybody who is listening to this to try Fireside Chats. You don't need to be a, a podcaster or a media person. You can do it actually on your, on your own organization, your own event. So and so just suggest let's do more Fireside Chats. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. Outsmarting the Butterflies.com.